Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about none other than Angel Beats. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing, man. I always feel good when I have good anime to watch leading until this week's episode. Yeah, man. Uh, nothing quite makes a great anime than making it really sad and really touching your heart. No, I agree. I agree. I think Angel Beats does a great job of doing that. And if you haven't watched Angel Beats, regardless of whether you listen to this or not, what you're going to listen to this, so that's not even a question, you need to watch Angel Beats. Yes. Um, it is 13 episodes, takes about, you know, most of an afternoon and you're done. But it is an adventure. Um, if you like kind of, if you like isekais, first off, this is the world's saddest isekai. True. Um, I agree. If you like shows that have really detailed and focused, uh, like firearms and weaponry, um, this has like uh, almost ghost in the shell level detail of the firearms. It really does. Um, and if you like just being sad and being like, yeah, man. It's okay to be sad. This is the show for you. And if you like great music as well. Oh my God. How did I forget? The unskippable opening. Like. My Soldier Beats. (laughs) Is one of the greatest openings of any any show ever. It is. I 100% agree with that fact. So Kai. tell, Tell me a little bit about. Angel Beats off the top. So Angel Beats is a anime that we have our main character who uh, dies and wakes up in what you could call purgatory with amnesia. Um, his name is Onanasi. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Or uh, oh, Hold on. Let me scroll back down. Uh, oh, hell. Um, yeah, Otanashi. Yeah, Ojinashi. Um, he wakes up in this kind of purgatory, and he wakes up and he sees this girl Yuri like aiming a gun at another girl, and he's like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "Hey, you don't really have time. Accept this or not." Um, through a series of circumstances, he ends up accepting uh, the club and joins the SSS student group, um, which is also known as the Afterlife Battlefront, which changes multiple times. Um, and they kind of just fight to go against Angel, who is the quote unquote um, keeper of the school. But as the series progresses, they figure out everything is not as it seems. And you get some heartfelt backstories to see why the kids are in this type of purgatory limbo. And you deal with them accepting the things that kind of got them there. And it has a very sad but good resolution. That's. That's probably my spoiler-free like breakdown of Angel Beats. Yeah, I I would say that that's certainly a a great setup for exactly what's going on. Um, with that, let's immediately get into spoilers and my word, um, all of that, like the world itself being kind of this afterlife purgatory, like. And them rebelling against it because it doesn't like they don't understand it because there is no guidance. It's just yeah. suddenly you're at a school 
and your life was shit beforehand and now you're like well i have some agency in my life now let's not take whatever's given to us however like that's not the intention of this universe it's like helping you cope with the fact that life is hell and it's okay you can be okay yeah no 100 percent. i agree with that um you've got uh so much going on that like you start to figure out what the purpose of this world is as the characters figure it out themselves, which I think is done in a really good way. Um, and like the animation is so like pivotal to the plot. I feel like it has that. This was made back in 2010. Um, we're actually doing this super close to the 11 year anniversary of angel beats. We're actually only like a day or two off from that. So yeah, happy 11 years, Angel Beach. Thanks for the sadness. You're like Fallout Boy. Thanks for the memories. My word. <laughs> but the animation, I feel like, helps propel the story because it has that, like, very crisp, like you said earlier, on the, like, weapons. And also, each character is distinguishable, which kind of gives us the premise, like, who's going to be important. And, like, I feel like the quirks are played into the character design slash animation as well. Yeah, man, um, with, with the animation, everything is, the line work is crisp, the the smoothness of motion is crisp, and also the variety of poses and positions and motions that they, they put these characters through um, is some stuff that you, you don't really see on a lot of other shows. So that's one of those things that kicks Angel Beats up a notch, is the animation quality is like top tier. Yes. Uh, and, and and certainly with your with your point on uh character design. Um yeah, everyone feels unique except for the people who don't, which that is their uniqueness. I am just generic character one. Yeah. And that's all you are. Okay, great. Now there are some of the, like, the quote-unquote main characters that didn't really get a lot of screen time that I didn't really know who I was looking at. But that was kind of the joke. Yeah, no, I feel that 100%. Um, like, there... Because you had the main ones. You had Yuri and her purple hair. You had Angel and her blonde hair. You had Osha... Oshinashi. You had um, Hideki or Hideki. Hideki. The blue-haired one who was always been, like, jokingly into Odenashi. Jokingly. Air quotes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but one thing I did like as well, just in terms of animation, is the, again, spoilers, contrast between the Limbo world and the human world. When they were doing flashbacks to the human world, you could see that, like, just stark difference. Like, you... In the terms of Yuri, everything was kind of like in a different light. Like you couldn't really see that much outside of her. Like the faces were really blurred. And same thing with Odenashi. When you saw his encounter with Angel in the human world, like you couldn't see either of their faces. And it was kind of like a mask on the animation as well. Like a light mask, which I thought was really interesting depicting the human world between this world. 
Yeah, man. And we we totally see the human world in in flashbacks, which are people recalling their memories. And the fact that the memories are being recalled are are tinted in the way that that person perceives them Um, with like the incredibly tragic backstory of um, Yuri. We see that like she's the youngest, she's the oldest sibling of like four and like she's seven year old and her house gets burgled and her three, you know, younger siblings get murdered in front of her. And like, like the, the, the peril and the, the like fear and vileness of that being recalled, even in like an early episode, you really see how crazy all of this is because uh, to your point, the blurred faces, the uh, the tenting, is showing not only what happened, but like her fear and and lack of understanding of what was going on. As this, you know, child who had to deal. Yeah. With no, I agree. Like, um, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, but the. The thing that kind of confused me, well, not, I guess, confused me, but intrigued me, because, you know, they're just animes that have, like, that are known for music, like K-On, or K-On, um, Fuka, Carolyn Tuesday, other animes like that, but Angel Beats is always one that I kind of, like, I have to put in that category, because it's not about music, but, gosh, music is prevalent in it. Like we said earlier, it has an iconic intro, like, just everywhere like you like i feel like you know that if you are an anime watcher and you're like the first song that i'm going to request from a piano player at a concert is going to be my beats your soul like that's going to be the true test right there and you got this then cool we rock it with it but also um the g demo group as well like the girl band in this anime that put out the music was actually really good too Girls Dead Monster, like the the way that they were animated in this kind of like you, you see a lot of the 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 musical group animations like in the same style, um, like it feels like it's a different frame rate rate to give it like some different motion vibe, um, but like all of the concert scenes were exciting, you know, um, all of the music of course excellent, and I guess you know personally I wouldn't have. I don't immediately go to Angel Beats as a musical anime other than the intro, but that's exactly what it is. Like, as a facet of all of these other storylines, like music, like original music, in-universe in and out, it's like, yeah, we, we bring the heat in all categories. Yeah. I feel that like the and like you said earlier, the soundtrack or you may have told me this before the podcast, like I definitely need the soundtrack, which I'm pretty sure is super easy to procure. Like it's probably just Google you know, it probably. On, yeah. On YouTube music or Spotify or something. Probably can go and receive that OST. So probably going to look into that promptly after this podcast, actually. Very promptly. So. Another thing that I want to talk about is characters. And 
like character development, all that. Because I feel like what drives Angel Beats is is characters, as well as the plot. So I want to know who is your favorite character and who are other characters that you like. Oh Lord, have mercy. Um, so favorite characters. I kind of like our main character, uh, Otanashi. Primarily because we spend a lot of time with him and he's like struggling with, you know, like he doesn't quite understand why he's there. And like everyone had to go through this, this like really rough life and then died and they know why they're there. And he's trying to figure out, well, yes, my life was hard, but how hard was it? And why am I here? So the, you know, there was that mystery that they played out through the entire thing. Um, of course, I would say um, Angel. You know, um, if I can find her actual name. Uh, Kane or Kane? Yeah, I think Kanade. Kanade, Kanade. Kanade, yeah. Um, just because, you know, if the things aren't... She's just cold chilling. Like, whatever, man. Y'all gonna y'all gonna attack me. All right, I'll find a way to, you know, self-defense. But really just, you know, another kid trying to deal with the perils of life. Um Yeah. And then like rounding it out. Probably TK. Now, this is where it comes in different for me and you. I watched the sub uh both times. I've watched this and you watched the dub both times and TK's character who prefers to speak in English pop culture quotes only works in a show that is primarily in spoken Japanese because it's kind of like, okay, you're just trying to be the cool guy and that loses a lot of context when it's, like occasional English in a sea of other stuff. No, that's fair. That's that's very fair. Um like him is for me, like he was one of those characters that I like I felt like we could have had an episode dedicated to him. Yeah. Just because he was so interesting. But we didn't and like I like you said it's probably because I did watch the dub he wasn't really that much of a mainstay character to me. Yeah. He was a um, lot of lot of kind of comic relief. Yeah. But, you know, it was like he was he always was like a writer when it came to like you know, like when he had the accidental deaths or not the accidental deaths, but like the not real deaths. Um it was kind of com like it was comical, and he was always there to like you know make sure the homies were good. So I respect him in that aspect. Him being a character. So yeah. who are your characters? Okay, for my number one, I gotta give it to Yuri. Um, to me, her backstory was really. It was really. It was really not I won't say like real because I couldn't see that scenario scenario happening that often. But then again, I don't know what goes on in the world outside my house. Um, but it like it was very I think the word I'm looking for is that it was very 
emotional as conveyed well um, with the story of the burglars breaking their house and just it conveyed the tragedy and I gravitas of the situation of like, hey, this is what she had to go through. You know, this is um, like having one of her siblings killed every 10 minutes while she was looking for stuff and couldn't find things was very, was very dark. And I feel like that was one of the best things that that did in terms of like backstories. Also, her like psychological mindset for her wanting to challenge the rule of God and why he let those things happen. So she just wouldn't accept like going off into the afterworld and her scene when she did finally accept everything. Cause I know one of the premises of angel beats is that, you know, these kids, they all were kind of robbed of their youth, but their youth is in front of them in this purgatory world yet. They don't want to accept it. So Angel Beats to me feels like a story of acceptance and Yuri had the best journey to acceptance for me is why I would say she's my favorite character. Yeah, man. Um, you know, the, the weight of not only, uh, the inability to affect change in your real life, but also like fighting against the, the system in your second life. Um, and then coming to grips with like all of it. Like the reason you're here is to accept it. And being okay with that. Once she's like helped her team and realized that her team is also people that she cares about in the same way as like her siblings. Yeah, no, that that arc was great. Yeah. And as well, the um, Kaya Day um, as well was my second favorite character, which I feel like she's a lot of people's second favorite character. Um, And... To me, it was like that her where she started off and ended in the series, like her acceptance into the SS group and like her relationship with Yuri. The fact that like Yuri's last moment is like a hug to Kaede. So that shows the contrast of where they were. Like Yuri was looking for someone to blame in the beginning. So she blamed Kaede, which Kaede is kind of more or less just doing her own thing well not doing her own thing but just trying to help the students opposed to like hurt them like she's really just a good spirited person who's misunderstood and then seeing her relationship with onashi as well like that was also really like i remember the first time i saw it was like holy christ like this ending like oh my gosh like just the whole her having his heart and like, I'm still confused Confused if, like, the love was reciprocated by her for Onashi. Um, like, if she felt the same way. Because that, I don't feel like that was really, like, specified for me. I feel like there's more information I could grasp if I, like, read the manga or something or saw. Yeah. Also, she had dope abilities. Like, I was super here for, like, her angel wings, her hand sonic, and... All that, and she was one of the probably the most interesting character, I would say. And she had a lot of depth, so I feel like her and Yuri were the two best written characters, which I feel like is going to be like a general consensus with most people. I'm not sure, but for me, those were the two that I vibe with the most. I feel it with honorable mission to Onashi because he is the main character, so yeah, man. So 
along the way, we pick up characters and we kind of get a tease for how the world actually works, you know, with our with our first character getting um, like literally vanishing from this universe when they accept, you know, life. Yeah, Mamashi. Um, yeah. Guitar chick. Let me let me pull this up. I had it right in front of me. I swear. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the fact that we we get to follow these these people's stories, and all of these stories are incredibly tragic. Um, you know, we we know about uh, Yuri's uh Yuri's backstory and why she's here. Well and and one part of the thing is we don't find out a lot of the times how they died. Yeah. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um with Yuri, we don't really find out how she died. We find out like why she is hung up on her youth, but we don't find out what happened to put her here. Um, whereas the other one with our uh, with our main uh, musician, um, we re- uh, I was Ayasawa, Ayasawa. Yeah. Um, we we get this whole crazy backstory about you know some abusive parents and you know she found music and it was all like motivational and she was gonna like dig herself out and live on her own, except for the fact that was all taken from her when you know she was like hit upside the head and that caused a stroke and took her voice and then her life. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. I'm like, why is, why is life such pain with this one? That was her story was really, was really sad as well. I mean, they're all were super sad, but this one again, just was, like, and it was just sad. <laughs> There's yeah, no there, way. Like, there was no, there was no outlook in that. It was a, it yeah. was a story that had you going, and then took, like, pulled the rug away from you, like super Wh- fast. Which you know what? That's excellent. Like, that's how you get me to care about this universe that is about not having completed your youth. So. Would you say the ascension slash graduation is the, I mean, I guess we can all, or not we all, but I guess you can infer that that is the best outcome. Like, is the graduation? Because you do have to graduate. I mean, I think that it's a way to, like, round off the story. Um, And it's a good way to get, like, the leaders to, you know, move on. Um, you know, at, towards the end of this, once we've once we've gotten rid of most of the individual stories that we can send people off on, we then turn to like the world's being like all of the NPC people are being turned into monsters that are going to turn you into an NPC, and like that's a a spurring motivation for like the end. You know, we we solve that problem. We figure out you know that friendship is you know, the real deal. And then the graduation happens. Yeah. And I, I like the graduation. I like that. It's like, 
All right. We saved the universe. It's time for us to move on. And then they have this this uh, ceremony, and they do it up just because they can. And then, like, it's a it's a it's a calming, soothing kind of bittersweet moment to round out the show. So I really like the graduation. No, I and, agree. But the thing is, the graduation isn't the last thing. <laughs> It's not oh. over. <laughs> yeah. That's my hang up with it. Because of the post credit scene? Well, no, everything that literally happens after the graduation. So we send okay. off everybody but our, our two characters. Um, and then we have to go through this whole big reveal, which is a great reveal. Yeah. Right? But you took, you took the bittersweet ending for me and then, like, shove a knife where my heart isn't. Just right at the end, like right at the finish line. Yeah, no, that was like, see, for me, that was just like, I feel you. I'm like, I'm kind of indifferent about that because I'm like, it felt good for them to just have their moment. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, you could have just like, could have done that in private beforehand, I guess, maybe. Well, I, I, there, there was no private, probably. True. With everyone still being there, there was no private to do that in. When they were the last two sentient like souls left was the only time that they could do that. And like it was a, it's a great scene. It's a great swerve. Um, you know, you you find out that that um Otanashi is like, yeah, I was content with my life when I croaked. Um, but Somehow amnesia happened for a spirit and I wandered in here and then I'm the savior of this universe. Um, where uh, Kanade is like and the savior of my life. But there's so many questions that this leaves you with. Like, one, how if he saved her life, how is she here? Did, did she die anyway what and yeah no i feel like that is answered in the manga or that's some of the content that we got cut maybe because it was said that the heart transplant was um successful i just had flashback the bunny girl vibes <laughs> like oh no but um so i don't know that's something i'm gonna have to look up because i'm very curious to how she died Yeah, um, I, in, in my mind, it's almost like the easiest explanation would be like, this is the time in which like she was under while she was getting the heart transplant. And after like she. Like both of them, like, accept the fact like then she wakes up, but that's not exactly what happened because we we're left a little hanging on the anime side um which you know what hey leave it with a mystery leave it with a, a gut-wrenching question mark that there isn't really any answers of what happens after this you know Anna, Anna, which is Anna. another anime that came out 10 years ago 
had is having like a special in August. I wish they would have given Angel Beats like a special. Granted, they can't really do the all grown up special because everybody's dead. But like maybe like a special <laughs> of like what happened or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe maybe. I I don't think you could honestly like unless there was more in the manga after this ending. But I don't know, man. I it's a bittersweet question mark. It leave it leaves some stuff. It for me it kind of like it's the the graduation and another thing surprise. Not that that's bad, but I guess that's like it, it's leaving the the viewer in the same mindset as like the characters. You know, like yeah, there is there you can't know what comes after this. Not the characters. And not, and that's probably the thing that like keep makes it stay with you the most. Now that being said, spoiler, spoilers again. Uh, the after credits scene. Yes. So the after credits scene is basically, um, him being like, "Hey, I love you. Don't go. Don't go because you have my heart. You were the one that." Cause when well that's um, all that's all pre credits. Then post credits was post credit. So uh, all right, we have the graduation. Then we have him being like, "Let's go outside. I want to feel the breeze on my face before I die again." Yeah, and then it's like, "All right, Kaidi, I'm gonna confess my universal love for you," and she's like, "Yo." And he's like, say something, say something. Like, I can't, because if I do, if I tell you what I'm thinking, I will disappear. And he's like, oh, shit. Girl, I love you. She's like, yo. Yeah, that was and I'm the girl. No, that's pre-credits. That's oh. pre-credits. Okay. Post-credits. So, all right, we find out about the love scene, blah, blah. He loves her. She thanks him for the heart. She disappears. We leave him to sit there and cry and hold himself. Roll credits. During the credit scenes, we see everyone disappear until it's just them two. Then she disappears and you're like, oh no, he's actually left here. And then he disappears and it's like, okay, maybe he disappeared too. For real. We just didn't get to see any of that. Post credit scene go. We see her. In what looks like the real world. Just on some street corner. In a dress and a hat. And then we see what looks like him. Walking down the street. Just cold chilling. And then realizing. Wait a minute. Is that her? And turning around and reaching. End show. Oh yeah. I completely completely miss my brain misremembered where that was yeah because i remember Only- that in the flash like before flashback okay yeah yeah, yeah no, the only that- way i would have remembered is because i literally just watched it so, okay like- yeah yeah <laughs> no that that scene definitely a lot of aggression for me because i'm like what is this and why like i i didn't understand because that didn't make any feasible sense to me since they would yeah. both be 
dead. Like, or well, at it, least he would be dead. Yeah, like, they are both dead. You know, what happens when, she, like, why is she here in the first place, and how did she then disappear? What happened to her? I feel like we could speculate that as, like, maybe some type of reincarnation. Well, maybe. I think that's... I think that's uh, what it is. Um, uh, from the wiki, heaven forbid. Um, this is likely to, that uh, the two of them meet each other again in the real world. As uh, Otanashi was confirmed to have reincarnated back into the real world by the writer. Which then it's like, wait a minute, we can just come back? Come back as who? Who did he reincarnate as? Like, how does that work? But we don't have time to ask those questions. Yeah. Otherwise, the whole show, absolutely wonderful. Great action. Great heart-tugging feelings. Tragic backstories. Wonderful music. It is worth 100% of your four and a half hours. Yes, I completely agree. Um, it's, I feel like it's one of those things that needs to be watched in anime. You know, like the Full Metal Alchemist, the Dragon Ball Z, the Pokemon. Or I don't, I don't know what the list actually is, but I feel like this definitely needs to be on it, even if a list does exist. Or if it doesn't exist. Because... Angel Beats is definitely one of the ones that is very important and is not your typical type of anime, I would say. Yeah, man. Um, you you have some in this genre, but none of them hit like this does. None of the none of them tick every box like this does. Yeah, there's there's some there's the plastic memories, but again, like. It's more so just super sad. Um, you've got like the clan ads again. Just just gives you like I feel like the thing about Angel Beats is it gives you sadness, but it also gives you like a sense of like how do I say like a sense of closure with that sadness for most of it. Yeah, it's not just like I'm just being sad to be sad like clan ads. Which I say that I haven't actually watched Clan Ad because I don't want to just be sad. So who knows? We're gonna add it to the list. But uh no, certainly I, I agree that it it brings you down, but it also like that's a way for it to help have a uh, have an avenue to bring you back up. Yes. I again watch Angel Beats. Um Listen to my beats, my soul, and then you'll totally watch Angel Beats. I know you will. Yeah, man. And if you haven't, I'm sure that you have heard, if you're a weeaboo, you have heard my uh, my soul, your beats. Um, if you haven't any idea where it comes from. Because it's just that good. It's on like every OST anime weeaboo playlist ever. Yes. For a reason. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can catch other things that might be on Anime OST list if you subscribe to our podcast. 
Yeah, man. We are everywhere on all of your podcatchers. We're talking Amazon Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, all of them. At your typical Shonen protagonist. Or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U R T S P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads with a Z um, because I'm cool, where I will be talking about a variety of things that may or may not make sense. And we have a whole nother product over yes. on Content Breaker talking about all kinds of animation, pop culture shit, uh, movies, whatever, man. Video uh, games. Over, yep. All of them over at Content Breaker on your podcatchers and your soap. We will catch y'all next week for more from your typical show no protagonist. Yes. Bye.